Welcome to Watchfire Music's Theater of the Imagination. We recommend a pair of good headphones and your favorite easy chair, where you can sit back, close your eyes, and immerse yourself in all three series of this podcast. Scattershot Symphony, Having a Talk with God, and Rosemary and Time, the podcast musical. And now, let us begin. Welcome to Scattershot Symphony, the music of Peter Link. That's me. People ask me, why symphony? You're not a classical composer. Well, Wikipedia defines symphony as an extended musical composition most often written by composers for orchestra, often presented in several movements. And so... I bring you the music of a lifetime of composition, often presented in several movements. That's the nature of these podcasts, a scattershot look at a lifetime of music. So, strap on them headphones. We're 90% music with just a smattering of commentary. And for God's sakes, turn it up! Hey, y'all. This week, being the ninth episode of this podcast, I prefer to let the music do the talking. However, if you need to know more about me, please visit wikipedia.com, Peter Link. This episode is entitled Sacred Sunday Morning, Volume 2, Parts 1 and 2, Moments from the Bible, an Exploration, with guest artist Julia Wade. Part 1. This episode is also a continuation of Episode 5, Sacred Sunday Morning, Volume 1. It differs in that Volume 1 looked at the many different ways people spend their Sunday mornings and the various sacred approaches that people take. Whereas, in Volume 2, we will explore a number of specific stories and concepts from the Bible through songs written mostly by yours truly. And what good is a composer without an orchestra or a singer to perform their music? On this level, I am blessed. Not only do I work with a terrific vocalist, herself blessed with a superb instrument, but I also live with her, for she is my wife. Not only is she my wife, but she is also the president of our music company, Watchfire Music. She's with us today as our guest artist to help me spin the tales relating to many of the sacred songs from the Bible that she has recorded during an inspirational music career that has spanned 20 years and 15 albums. I could go on and on, and I will. But following the theme of this podcast, I will try to scatter my applause, and standing ovations throughout this Volume 2, presented in two parts. And so, without further ado, please welcome Watchfire Music's best-selling artist and my constant companion, Julia Wade. Thunderous applause. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Link for inviting me to join you here in the studio that I know so well. 
This will likely be a somewhat different experience than our usual most intimate producer-artist sessions, won't it? Well, I certainly hope so, Ms. Wade. How fascinating to do a session with you and never sing a note. Yes, how novel. Well, I do love to talk. Yes, I know. So today, I'm going to ply you with questions that I hope will elicit from you answers that not only illuminate many of the stories from the Bible, but also shed light on your process of recording. Fire away. I'm ready to rock. Okay, let's start with the concept of creation. As a composer, I do not consider myself the creator. I leave that job to the creator of all things spiritual. Rather, I am the messenger. Through the language of music, I get to deliver the creator's content, its truths, its inspiration to people around the world. And especially working with biblical content that was created centuries ago, I am simply the messenger, bringing it once again into the light. You, Julia, and I both get to play our small parts in bringing that light into the world. Yep. So, Jules, where do you see yourself in this process of creation? Are you a creator? Are you a messenger? Are you... What? Well, I see myself as an interpreter and a storyteller, even when a song is loaded with dense metaphysical ideas. My job is to relate those ideas, position them in such a way that the song feels like a simple story unfolding to the listening ear. So, in the case of this song, Creation, I definitely dove into who I was in that moment and who I was talking to and why I was telling the story. These are all choices I make to allow the listener to relate it to their own life. In that sense, I'm a messenger too. From Julia's album, Solos, Creation. Appear 
the way and recognize man's spiritual being we shall be Here's a song from an album we did with a super-talented 12-year-old Broadway veteran named Noel Marlowe. The album, entitled Miracle of Faith, told the story of Jesus and the five loaves and two fishes from three different points of view, using three of the central characters in the story. The boy, who first steps forth and offers his basket of food. The disciple, who tries to stop him from bothering the master, Jesus, and a witness to the miracle, the sometimes called 13th disciple, Mary Magdalene, who watched it all go down. I got to play the doubter, the disciple, Thomas, and Julia played, of course, Mary Magdalene. Julia, tell us a little of your exploration and findings of this much misunderstood Bible character, Miss Magdalene. I've been fascinated with Mary Magdalene for many years. I've read scholarly books and historical novels about this woman. She feels so important to Jesus' career and ministry, and yet she was largely left out of much of the Bible translations, except to insinuate that she was a fallen woman, a prostitute. But she wasn't. There's nothing in the Bible that says she was. And then... We find her at the cross. She was one of the first to discover that Jesus' body was missing from the tomb. Like you said, Peter, Bible scholars agree that she might have been a 13th disciple. But one thing seems sure, she was a witness to the many miracles which Jesus performed. And she lived to tell about them. And so, yours truly, the evidence of things unseen. And so he spoke. They need not depart, give ye them food to eat. Give them food for thought, the food of light, the light of sustenance. 
Don't send them away in their time of need. Feed the flock. But his disciples were not in the mind of Jesus. They struggled to raise their faith. abounded throughout the days they were stuck in the world's worn out ways they knew not God's law of infinite abundance and I watched as they muttered amongst themselves mm-hmm. feed them with what there's nothing stepped forth with a basket of bread and two fishes. Well, you know the rest. The five thousand were fed. And we all saw the power of his wishes.
Julia, as president of a music company these past 15 years, you've faced the total collapse and crash of the music business, a worldwide political upheaval, and now a pandemic. Yet, Watchfire Music continues to grow and expand. How'd you do that? What gets you through it all? You keep on working. You keep on creating. I'm an artist first, so when you commit to being an artist, you are signing up for a very unconventional life of creativity, which is wonderful, but you're also signing up for a largely unconventional source of income. At Watchfire Music, we were already prepared to handle the problems you mentioned by simply continuing to do our work, keeping our ears to the ground and staying nimble. So this idea that Income or supply is spiritual, is very powerful. And the Bible is full of this wisdom that you and I, Peter, have lived by. I get to say it so much better in this next song. From Matthew, Consider the Lilies. i 
always loved the Bible story of Jesus in the boat, with his frightened disciples weathering and controlling the storm. To have the mental might and insight into physics and the so-called laws of nature that Jesus had was always a wonder to me, even as a child. To control the winds, to walk on the water, to move through time and space as he did, always amazed me. And to do all these things, not to mention the physical healings that he performed, all through a deep mental focus, was not an unexplainable miracle, but rather a teaching by example of the power of thought. He was the great exemplar. That always meant to me that he was here to teach us that we could do the same. I do believe that we can control matter with our minds. I can't always do it, but I do know that it is possible. Otherwise, what was the point of Jesus being here? If he were on the planet today, I think I could actually give it all up and go follow him. That would be cool. Ah, the possibility. And to think, it all started with a bunch of guys out on the sea, in a boat. Julia Wade, Peace Be Still. 
This next song is by a beloved artist, Mindy Jostin. I first met Mindy when we were both performing at a little conservative college in the Midwest. She was already well-known for her work with a number of famous artists, including Billy Joel and Carly Simon. As an artist, Mindy was now a rugged individualist. By the time she came back to her alma mater to do a special performance, there was a hint of the prodigal daughter returning that allowed her to stand on the stage and in her now offbeat way say to this audience, Okay, people, the Mindy you knew back then is different now. It's been a long time since I was last here. A lot has happened. A lot. I got married. And then I had a baby. Wow, that was different. Mindy had come a long way to stand on that stage that night. This next song of hers traces this prodigal story from the Bible in a most personal and unique way. Prodigal Child by Mindy Jostin with John James. I am a weary wanderer I've traveled far and wide In search of satisfactions I could not find inside But everywhere I travel I'm searching in the rain And every city floods me with emptiness my homeland long ago with pockets full of gold I squandered my inheritance I slept out in the cold till in my darkest hour I cried out in despair oh lead me back to my child Back to my father's care And if he will not have me I'll go down on bended knee And ask my generous father If a servant I could be The ones I once his cherished to hold me in his arms before I reach his hill I beg for his forgiveness I don't deserve his grace He cries I found you child of mine as tears stream down his face
My restless soul has found its peace. My heart has found its way. I failed to win the world, but I gained a greater prize to know I am a worthy son in my gentle father's Okay, let's talk for a bit about your process of preparation to record a song in the studio. And let's use the example of a song you've sung for years now, a central piece in your repertoire, Isaiah 40. This is certainly one of the most quoted sections of the Bible. How do you even begin to approach the power and majesty of these lyrics? As an interpreter, how do you go about preparing to perform such monumental material? Well, you got a couple more hours to give you the short answer. I go back to what I said in the beginning of this interview. It's true. I am an interpreter. But more than that, I identify as an actor. I can play a part that might be larger than myself. I can play a queen. I can even play a great prophet. It's my job to find my character, find out who I'm singing to, figure out what I'm doing. Am I begging or proclaiming, defending or attacking? And I figure out why I'm doing all of this and how does it make me feel? And what's my objective? So in preparation, I ask myself the five questions that you, my producer and director, taught me to use as an actor many years ago. I've incorporated these questions that help me discover the essence of the song. And the answers all come from the lyrics and the music. So not only am I an interpreter and an actor, but I am also a collaborator. I am responding to the lyricist, the composer. So the opening lines of the song plant me firmly in the mind and soul of the great prophet, Isaiah. Julia Wade. Isaiah 40. Thank you. 
Thus completes Part 1 of Sacred Sunday Morning, Volume 2. Please tune into Part 2 as we continue to explore moments from the Bible. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, check out the show notes and follow the link to subscribe to Theater of the Imagination. There, you can unlock access to its treasure chest of inspirational entertainment and a world of exciting creativity.